Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 14th reason. This is Nick Brown, Frowny Brown, from Frowny Brown Town. This is Vladies for What Culture. This is El Diablo, El Dorado, El Dorado, and of course, this is Close to the Sun, coming at you on Wednesday, the 30th of August, 2017. Is that one right? I'm not sure. Can I see it coming? Okay, okay. Uh, look, this is um, this is going to be another fun one. This is just kind of a, uh, a continuation of last week. Obviously, we are coming off the biggest fight in the history of, I guess you could say, um, of pay-per-view sports. Um, you know, it was a huge, huge night. It was um, a big day. You know, was, you could tell how big it was because... Yeah, we, I went into, because I wanted to go see the footy at 3.20, I, we went in really early and there were places that were already packed out, absolutely packed out. We got in by about, I think it was like 11.30 about. So yeah, it showed that like, you know, people did actually care about this fight. This wasn't just like, just a big hype beast kind of thing. Um, yeah, obviously uh, the fight itself, which we will get into in a bit more in depth a bit later, but the fight itself overall, I thought was, um, was actually quite entertaining. I, it was um, a lot more so than your know, previous Mayweather, Mayweather fights. Yeah, you know, he made a statement like a few days um, before it happened, saying that he really um, he felt like he let the fans down with the Pacquiao fight, and he wanted to really um, kind of make up for that and you know almost put on a show. And I th- yeah, I think he did that. I think that the yeah, it looked like you know, early stages. It kind of you know some people were saying like that. Connor looked good. He looked like he could belong, uh, and it just kind of you know the boxing, the boss, boxing instinct, and just the um, just the discipline of Floyd Mayweather kind of um, shine through at the end of it. And you know it was a tenth round TKO. My prediction, I think, was an eighth round TKO. So it wasn't too far off. Um, I, I would have liked to see if it did keep going. If the ref didn't stop it there, if he would have had the punching power to. Uh, knock him out, or even knock him over, because you know there was not there was not a knockdown at all. So it wasn't like it wasn't like he was being knocked down a bunch of times. It was um you know Connor's so used to in the UFC keeping his feet at all times that you know it's just in his nature. So like he's not going to go down to um you know maybe get a bit of a rest. He's, he's going to stay up and try to um try and just kind of see it out. Uh, but you know I'll go through first of all I'll go um through before the fight. Um, I want to give a shout out to the fight beforehand, the guy who uh, came out looking like the fucking cookie monster with his uh, blue shit coming around his head. I don't know what the hell was going on there, which leads into um, Floyd's headwear, and um, which was, again, just uh, I remember we were in um, the MCG bar and it was just absolutely, like it was pandemonium when he came. It was almost like... Um, Yo, I, I don't know. It just the crowd was just going mental. They thought that was the biggest thing. Had no idea why. No one ever like, no one knew why he would do that. If it, it was obviously not a fashion statement. 
But um, I'll read you. I was just reading this site before. I'll read you the actual article itself. Um, they were saying that there's this Reddit used user who noticed that um, Mayweather's ski mask and those uh, were worn by members of the IRA, which were a terrorist group operating in Ireland that attempted to stage a violent separation from the UK in the 60s to the late 90s. McGregor was obviously born in Dublin, and uh, that was in 1988 when it was still happening. So, you know, some have kind of um, said that, argued that, you know, the ski mask was intended to represent Mayweather robbing those who have um, funneled money into the fight and kind of suckered them into paying money to what inevitably was a comfortable victory. And uh, that was just coming off Reddit. So, you know, you could take that with a grain of salt. You don't have to believe it. But it was just, that was an interesting um, thing I read about it. Uh, yeah, you can never, you can never be sure if it was actually if that has any meaning or any backing behind it. But uh, it was just, I have no like, why would he do that? It was just that was something that was very perplexing to me. Why somebody would come out and wearing that and you know, Connor, uh, you know, had the Irish flag. He ditched the um the fur coat for the Irish flag. He said, yeah, uh, we had the national anthems, which I think is just the absolute like pinnacle of bullshit um patriotism. I just I don't know if anyone really cared. Like, you know, like Demi Lovato, like, love you, but, yeah, I don't know why we need to hear the national anthem before a big fight or something like that. It makes just, it makes no real fucking sense to me. I, you know, people don't want to hear that. They don't care about that. They want to see the fight. You know, people were, um, the fight was delayed um, a little bit more than, obviously, people who watched it here would know that. Um, the reason why the um, the fight was delayed uh, because Floyd was warming up, right? And this is how, this is just like, this shows like the instinct of how this guy operates. Uh, Floyd was warming up before at backstage. Uh, a person from his, like his crew came up to him and said that uh, there was in all systems in California and Florida were down, like the pay-per-view system. So they weren't getting the stream up. So Floyd then and there, decided to postpone the fight. Like he basically took more time and did what he could so the stream could come back up because he knew that uh, if that didn't happen and if they, they uh, missed the fight, that you know what kind of consequences can come from something like that, obviously. Uh, it was, you know, it's, it shows kind of the, um, I don't know, businessmanship, businessmanship is the, uh, the right word, but yeah, it, it, was, um, it just shows a bit of uh, how Floyd actually operates. Yeah, um, pay-per-view buys haven't been released yet, but what has been released yet so far is that there were uh, apparently approximately 100 million illegal streams for this fight. <laughs> so, like, yeah, there's been people coming out saying that you know, if they are people who are watched it illegally could get fined. I do not see that happening. But 100 million illegal streams for a fight like this, it just shows the um, kind of the weight of it and it shows... Um, you know, what, what it actually means and how much demand what there is for something like this. Because like, you can imagine, like, stream after stream would slowly be taken down, but if there's that many, you can't really do much, can you? Uh, you know, the, in terms of financial coming out of the fight, Connor was uh, apparently approximately um, uh, earned $125 million, as opposed to Floyd, who has earned $373 million approximately, or reportedly, sorry. Uh, just to put that in perspective, Floyd, $373 million for this fight. That means he earned a little bit over $37 million per round, which is three-minute rounds. It means he earned a $12.33 million per minute that he was in the fight. And just to make everybody's day a little bit better, 
he made over $205,000 per second that he was in that fight. Just put that into perspective. I don't know if I've made $205,000 in my life and this guy's made it in one second. Just me saying that word, saying, like, reading out those numbers, I think I made him a million dollars. So like, it just, <laughs> it's actually like baffling how much money can be put into a sporting event, really. And uh, it's just beyond, isn't it? It's just, um, yeah, as I said, the pay-per-view buys haven't been released yet, but you know, with a hundred million illegal streams, like you wonder how much that would actually affect it because you know, the, a lot of people will buy it just cause they want to buy it. You know, they, um, the MCG had every screen had that fight on. So I don't know if they can buy it once and just broadcast it on every TV or they have to buy it for every screen that it's on. So yeah, um, something else that came out was that there, the UFC or Showtime, sorry, not UFC, uh, Showtime, the boxing company, uh, there were a lot of like last minute buys because, you know, people weren't really too sure if they want to fork out the money and because like the prelims weren't too interesting to people. So there was a lot of last minute buyers coming through. And because of that, and there were a lot of people because so many were coming through at once that a lot of them didn't get the stream and a lot of them couldn't actually see the fight. So some were delayed, like some actually were literally delayed 20 minutes, which is ridiculous because imagine, imagine scrolling on your Facebook and knowing the result 20 minutes, you know, and you're in the fourth round. And there's people going, oh, like, you know, uh, Mayweather wins in the 10th. Like, it'd be absolutely devastating considering how much money you're, uh, you're spending on this. And some people never got the stream at all, which, again, is just beyond, isn't it? Like, cause you, like it, And it just shows the sheer weight of numbers that they actually could, like, it's like the service, like, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, to put in, like, just the basic numbers of what Conor McGregor did during the fight is... um. Yeah, Connor was through about 430 punches throughout the whole fight. I uh, connected with 111 going at 26% in 10 rounds. But in that 10 rounds, he landed more punches at a better percentage than Manny Pacquiao did. He uh, Manny Pacquiao threw 81 punches and connected with 81 punches, sorry, out of 429 going at 19%. And that was in 12 rounds. So, you know, two rounds shorter, Connor not only had better percentage, but he threw more punches. One more punch, funnily enough. Uh, it's like, it is a bit of a testament to Floyd, but it shows just the rapid rate of what Connor was doing. And it was something that was never going to be really sustainable. Uh, you know, also, you add that on top of, um, you know, Canelo, uh, Canelo Alvarez only had six more punches than McGregor at 117, but he went 12 rounds. So, like, it just shows, like, that. Connor, for those who saying like Connor weren't going to get a sh- wasn't going to get a shot on him, he got over a hundred. <laughs> um, you can only, I'm not too like you. Know, I'm not going to be that guy who's like, uh, you know, were they? Because um, you know, some people say, uh, like every shot was fantastic. They weren't like there was a lot of real like leading jabs. He was a really odd style. To be fair with him, uh, like, I've got the stats up with that. That you know the total punches that we've I've said, but the jabs. Yeah, McGregor threw um twenty got twenty seven out of ninety eight connected, so twenty eight percent. Mayweather had nineteen out of fifty eight, a thirty one percent. But where the difference was was the power punches. You know, uh, McGregor threw three hundred thirty two power punches, but only connected with eighty four at twenty five percent. Where Mayweather threw two hundred sixty one, but connected with one hundred fifty two. He went at fifty eight percent. So majority of his big shots were connecting. And that, you know, that says about all you need to know. It's all about the efficiency of your shots. Yeah, McGregor threw a lot more than um, 
then McGregor. Uh, McGregor, sorry, threw a lot more than Mayweather, but it was just there was a lot just to no avail, and there was a lot of really average shots coming out of uh, the McGregor camp. Like I honestly, I look at this fight and I thought in the first round it was almost like, and I said this last week that the best option could be for him to come out and absolutely just swing for the hills. It could be the best option. I'm not saying it will be, but it could. Like there is potential in that. I uh, I just don't know that he had the right mentality in the sense that you know, he went out th- throwing hands, but he wasn't throwing to knock out. It was almost like he was just throwing an intimidation tactic at him. And it was never going to work in that sense. I'm like, you know, he was, he threw so many shots, but all it was doing was it was basically, you know, Connor style threw Mayweather off at the start, but with all these leading punches and the angles and that, and you know, he's had two speed shots where he'd kind of, go at one space and then like spring him for that hit. And there was a lot of good things about that, but he threw so much that he showed Mayweather way too much, way too early. And by the end of the fourth, third or fourth round, Mayweather basically, and as I said last week, Mayweather is a fucking supercomputer. He basically downloaded everything that he knew and he was just like, okay, now I'm going to start, now I'm going to start working on him because it's something that also never was going to go in McGregor's favor is he gets visibly tired. You could tell. And I, yeah, after the first round, I turned to my mate and I said, yeah, this is, this isn't looking good for Connor. Like he'll take that first round. And you know, the, the judges scorecards, a couple gave him three rounds. Um, one gave him one round. I, I actually gave him two. I gave him the first two and that was about it. You know, he obviously got the first one because I don't even know if Mayweather threw a punch in the first round. Uh, in terms of big shots, McGregor got one big one in the first, which was that uppercut, of course. But he never really nailed him with another big one throughout the whole fight. You know, this, um, his, because of all the rapid shots he was throwing the first, it was never going to be a, a sustainable kind of form. I don't know why in, at all he would come out and thinking that he could actually do that for 12 rounds. It was always going to fail. No, in the second round, it was, it was much more even. And I think the only reason I would have given that to McGregor is because in the, like he just threw so much that some of it was connecting a little bit. Yeah. And everyone would um like, you know, going back on how Pacquiao had such a poor percentage, you know, everyone was saying, Oh, Pacquiao hit so many times. It's like hitting the arms doesn't count. That means nothing. Yeah, and that's what you know, McGregor was doing that so much. He was missing, he was hitting the arms, or he was getting him with these absolute like faint shots, these leading kind of jabs where he'd kind of have his arm completely extended, and then it's almost like he just moved forward to kind of touch his nose. And Mayweather would kind of be like, Well, that's a bit weird, and just kind of go on. And like maybe that was something to throw him off, but it was, you know, it was never gonna work. Um Yeah, so after the second or third round, uh something McGregor was doing before that was he was switching up his stance. He was really, uh, he was constantly switching up, which was working to his effect. And uh, again, you need to have very good endurance. Unfortunately, McGregor is an explosive athlete and he, athlete, 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 I'm going to say it like that. Um, <laughs> and he's somebody who you know, needs to come out with these big shots. If he keeps doing them, it's he's just going to lose energy and he's not conserving while Mayweather's just kind of putting his cover up going, well, in about two, about six minutes exactly, I'm just going to start picking him off. And that's exactly what he did. It was a very, um, it was a very predictable fight after the first round. And it, but I was entertained by it, by, and as I said, but it was something that unfortunately, McGregor just played everything into Mayweather's hands. 
it was just never going to go the other way after about the first first round and a half. And you know, once his feet started getting heavy, once he started to, you know, like look like he was, you know, really he was puffing. He was puffing really hard, really early, in about the third or fourth round. And you know, once Mayweather downloaded his style and downloaded because you know he was a little bit worried and something. And that's why I said last week that McGregor might get some of the early rounds is because he doesn't know he's uh, Mayweather doesn't know Connor's style, so it might he might just let him kind of come at him and yeah you know, he will throw hands while Mayweather kind of goes okay this is what he's doing, he's he's okay but he's not fantastic, and then you know your Bob, Bob's your uncle and he'll uh, start picking him off. Uh, once it kind of you know once it started um, swaying the other way and once Mayweather started opening up, it was just a. Um, it, he was just on a different level. Like he was something that he's so good at is taking his time. He's so composed. He's never phased. Like, again, he's only been hit. Like, I think he's been hit genuinely maybe under 10 times in his career. Um, you know, that uppercut even like he, you know, he connected and it was a good shot, but it didn't, it never looked like it, that it phased Mayweather. It may have, but it didn't look like it. And so as the fight went, it was, Almost like, you know, there was a stage in there. I was like, maybe he'll get through to 12. Like, he won't win it, of course, because, you know, everyone was going in the other uh, bar. I was in. It was like, oh, he's, you know, he's, some people said he got the first three rounds, which one judge agreed. And uh, so there's nothing wrong in saying that. But, you know, it was like, oh, he's got the first three rounds. All he has to do is win, you know, four more and he'll win the whole fight. And it was like, and I remember like just a guy next to me just started laughing. He was like, it's going to turn. And it did. And it was a, it was an absolute bloodbath towards the end and something that um I said last week you know the whole thing about Connor's stamina and how he can um if he can sustain going further than a typical UFC fight which a typical UFC fight goes for 25 minutes um he once it got to that stage once it got to about halfway through that eighth round funnily enough right on that margin right on that 25 minute mark in the in the boxing fight it was just all over like he just didn't know how to go so far like go further than that, and that's when you know Mayweather just started teeing off and just absolutely like blooding, like just absolutely bludging this kid, and it was you know it was something that was you know it, it looked like it was going to happen, like you know Connor's defense was really shoddy, but it was something that again Mayweather hadn't seen before, so it was like it was almost like he was trying to work out why is he why is his hands like that, you know that's not that's not a typical boxing kind of uh, defense, that's not no cover up. You know, they clinched a bunch. Um, there was nothing really done in the clinch. Something that Connor was um, kept on doing was hitting Floyd in the back of the head, which the ref said about two or three times, um, to oh, maybe more. I think it might have been four times actually, to um, to stop doing. Uh, I was I felt a bit sorry for Connor in that sense because Floyd kept on, especially in the earlier rounds, kept on turning his back to him, and it was like it's almost like he wanted him to do that. It was just kind of like to psych him out a little bit, and he kept on turning it to him. And, you know, all the boxing purists come out and said, oh, you know, he's just, um, like, it was just something that, you know, Connor was initiating it and Connor shouldn't be doing that. It's like, well, mate, you shouldn't be turning your ass to someone. It was about they were going to start butt-fucking in the fucking middle of the ring. Um, so when it all started going, it went past that 25, and apparently Floyd came out after the fight and said the exact same thing. He said, basically said something like, that you know, he was never going to go past that 25-minute kind of range. And if he was, if he, you know, once it got to that part, it was all, all going to just turn. And it did. It would have been, um, 
in terms of you know one of the big talking points coming out of it was did the fight get stopped too early? Um, UFC, yes. Boxing, no. I, you know, I I understand where Connor's coming from. Coming from that you know MMA background, it is um, it will you know as he said, he said something along the lines of you'd have to have you know your your nose hanging off you for that to get stopped. You know, no knockdowns, no anything like that. But at the end of the day, the boxing ref who gave Connor a stern, stern talking to before the fight, might I add, it was funny how he's just kind of staring at Connor, saying, "We don't, we don't want this fucking MMA shit in this in this ring." And it just kind of, you know, he wasn't putting up a defense. He, as I said before, he looks noticeably uh, spent. He looked mentally and physically spent. He could, and he wasn't putting his hands up. If you can't put a defense up, it was just gonna. Yo, like actual damage could have been done. It's funny because, as I said last week, that Floyd had, um, has like, you know, really brittle hands. And, um, yeah, before the fight, you could actually see him taping up, like, you know, almost putting like extra padding on his knuckles and that because, you know, he, like, because how brittle they actually are. And it shows the, um, the expenditure of their power and, you know, there's genuine power behind these. Floyd shots. I know people might be like, "Oh, well, he never knocked Connor down," but he was he was absolutely rattled by the end of it, and he'll have some. He's already got some nice little um, nice little new features on his face right now. Uh, it, yeah, overall the fight was, uh, while it was intriguing, it just it was very poorly planned out by the McGregor camp. Maybe McGregor made a a uh, a last minute call, like a you know judgment call, and kind of said, "I'm just going to go out and go for it." But he didn't, you know. It's almost like if you had to, if you had, I've had to put it in a way like, uh, you know, Connor, if he should have come out, if he's going to do what, you know, and try and go for the fences, he should come out at a ten out of ten. But he came out at like a, a seven and a half or an eight, and kind of he was throwing a lot of shots, but not with maximum power behind it. And it's okay to get these tiny little jabs in, but if you're going to get him in the first round and like you know hit the, you know, tip his nose, it's there's not going to do anything. You know what, um. Connor, like, you know, Connor was um, something what, that someone said that well, I think was, it made a lot of sense, was that, you know, Connor, like, because he's not used to this and because he's, it's his first professional fight, Con- Connor, while everything's happening, he's consistently thinking. He's constantly, you know, summing up in his mind what's happening, what he's going to do next. But with Floyd, it all comes natural. And, you know, as anyone who, um, you know, either like, you know, that to a lot of people might not seem like much, but mentally draining you can make you, you know, can really um, exert a lot of your energy. Like try, try talking on a show. Like, you know, I've, I've had uh, Mickey, I did a show with him yesterday. The first couple of shows I did with him, they go for about an hour and a half. And by the end of it, he's like spent mentally because he con the concentration and just doing, you know, of just talking for an hour and a half and kind of paying attention to what the other person is saying can actually really drain you. And that's and like imagine putting that over there, over into the uh, the boxing environment when there's absolute like millions and tens of millions of people probably watching you. You know, it's obviously going to get the better of you. Um, it was it brings up a nice little question, and I don't say this because, um, because like he beat Conor McGregor because that's not really any achievement. But I've never really wondered, and before this fight, I've always kind of been. Been really um, interested in why Floyd is never considered as the best. You know, this guy is fifty and zero in his fights. He's been fighting for twenty years now, 
He is the easily the best defensive boxer of all time. By an absolute length of the straight, he is. Nobody has gotten close to him. He has seen people as he's grown up. It's in his blood. And he's seen people who, and if you look at someone like Muhammad Ali, when he was trying to, um, before he passed, bef- when he would like make appearances, he was just, he couldn't barely move. You could see he'd been knocked around so much. The damage keeps up. And as I was saying with the CTE stuff, and everything that happens in you know football, boxing, UFC, all these sports where you get hit in the head when you in you know simply put you should not be hit in the head. The, the human body is not designed to be in those kind of circumstances consistently. And Mayweather's found a way through that, through growing up and seeing what kind of toll it can take on boxers who don't have a good guard up and don't know how to defend themselves, and they just and he's just found this perfect combination of skill, speed, and just, he's just smart. And that's the difference. He's so intelligent in the form of boxing. I'm not saying he's intelligent outside of boxing. That's up for debate. But it's, it was something that I, um, it's, when I was watching it, I was really impressed with how, um, how calm he was during that whole fight. Because a lot of people, especially after that first uppercut, and, you know, people be going, oh, you know, Floyd's getting done. Like, you know, considering how easy his fight's supposed to be, a lot of fighters would have been, like, you know, going out swinging and been like, you know, I need to show him up and, you know, make sure make sure I um, can, like, have that highlight knockout. And instead, you know, Floyd did what you should do and he took his time, picked him apart, and that's what he did. He just slowly, methodically, uh, just shot after shot after shot. And it was fantastic to watch just... An absolute professional do that. Um, yeah, I, it's, I find it funny that a lot of people on Facebook, you know, um, go like, oh, like you post the status, oh, I told you he was going to win. It's like, thanks thanks for picking the absolute obvious pick, mate. Like, you know, there's no prize. There's no prizes for picking someone like Mayweather to beat McGregor. Like, I always, it just always baffles me. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, well, duh. There's a, I, I just can't stand that kind of thing. Like, you know, have, have hope, have a dream. <laughs> um, Although I did like, you know, I, I like McGregor. I don't like him as much as most people. I did. I expected Mayweather, Mayweather to win. Um, I, you know, I think that at the end of the fight, both guys came out of it looking really good. I think this is the best kind of um, scenario that could have happened, which, um, you know, the, the going 10 rounds is huge in the, in the eyes of Connor. For him to go, I went 10 rounds with a guy named Floyd. You can have that on your resume. <laughs> Um, the fact that he got some shots in, 111 shots apparently, uh, is huge for him. Um, the finish is big anyway because you know there will be people debating that you can uh, that it was an early stoppage, which I don't agree with. But that that would debate can always be there. And on the Floyd side, he dominated the scorecards. He was the better he was the better man throughout. Let's be honest, like, throughout just about the whole fight. He um, was slow. He took his time. And he got that high, those highlight reel shots. And at the end of it, he didn't win on decision, which is something that um, really works in Floyd's favor. And I think that both guys would leave that fight going, well, you know, uh, McGregor got, what, he's got $125 million in his bank account. Floyd's gotten 373 I heard that um, Floyd recently took nine of his uh, team out. Uh, I think it was Gucci shopping or like uh, Gucci shopping, um, you know, for for all the money he's made, for all the hard work that they put in. So, you know, it'd be pretty happy days on the, on the, uh, on the money team at the moment. But yeah, it's um, like, it was a really cool kind of build up. And yeah, I was saying last week and something I wanted to bring up was I was saying that 
this fight was being taken on short notice, which could affect Mayweather. Now, the more I think about it is, I feel like that was taken on short notice because it it affected McGregor more. Because when you look at it, you know, when that fight, and people don't know, I'm pretty sure it was taken on June 14. That was the, the official announcement of that fight, right? So it's two and a half months. It's not much time considering most fights have six to eight months to prepare for. Uh, I feel like that was that may have been deliberate on the Mayweather camp because you know, you don't give this guy any chance of getting up to your level of conditioning, which he didn't. Um, there's only so much you can learn in that short amount of time. I know you can diet. I know you can you know, train yourself to the bone, but you know, mentally speaking and everything like that, there's only so much you can learn in that short amount of time. So while I was saying last week that it would it probably it maybe um, gave McGregor more of a chance. The more I think about it, it gave McGregor no chance. It really did. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be that guy. like, if he had more time, he would have won. Of course, like, I don't believe that at all, especially after seeing the fight. But, you know, if he had the six to eight months, it would have at least given, it would have put a bit more momentum behind it. And it shows like, you know, because as they did that world tour, the four day world tour where they went to all these places and it just shows the, um, the hype that they had to do it such a short amount of time. It was just like, you had to go. You had to go as quickly as possible. And it was um, it was kind of like one of those blink and you miss it kind of things. It was um, it was fantastic, but I really, uh, I'm really happy with it. Not something that, uh, funnily enough, um, got brought up after the fight, which um, I said last week was that some people claiming that the fight was fake and it was fixed and it was... Um, there were you know, people coming out saying that, you know, Floyd was pulling a lot of his shots, um, you know, that he was, you know, as and when I say pulling, he was, you know, throwing the shots and then pulling back right at the kind of point of contact so it wouldn't have as much power behind it. Um, you know, I don't like, I don't, wouldn't look into that. I watched the fight live. It didn't, there was nothing really that would um, lead me to believe, that would lead me to believe that. Although the only thing that would is just the way it finished and what round it finished. You know, if it, if it ended in the first uh, the first four rounds, I wouldn't, you know, I'd be going, oh, well, that's just that's just how it went. If it went to decision, I'd be like, oh, that's just how it went. But just the way it ended, yeah, it's funny how the theories come out. And the more money, the more theories that are going to come out about something like this. It makes, um, it makes for a lot of, um, like, a lot of good debates about it. You know, um, going forward, uh, Mayweather has retired once again. Uh, why would you want to fight again now? 50 and 0. Yeah, I was saying before why he doesn't get considered the best ever. Something else I wanted to bring up about that is that you see, and I'll, I need to try and word this right, as sports get older, you would expect them to uh, evolve and get better. If I put the 1980 um, AFL team against the grand final winners, which was Richmond, against the 2016 Western Bulldogs grand final winners in a match, or if you just put that team in the league right now, I don't think they'd win a game at all. I think the the quality difference is so much bigger, so much more, and so much better that there was no way that that they would win. They would even win a game throughout the whole season. And I think that's with most sports because there's everything to do with it. And you have people who now with the technology that we have and the scientific stuff that we do, people are so much more conditioned for it. So it makes me think that. Like, you know, everybody goes that, you know, Ali was the best, Frazier, Frazier was the best, uh, Hopkins was the best, Tyson was the best, or whatever, they'll throw out any name. 
And you wonder how they would do in the 2017 climate of boxing right now, because a lot of the things against Mayweather is that he hasn't fought anyone of note. And it's very, that's a very hard, harsh claim. You know, a lot of people have said that he has fought people at the wrong times and, you know, he's avoided fights until it suited him the most. Arguments can be made that way, but, you know, I just think that, and especially the other thing is weight classes, of course. Like, you know, if they're not the same weight class, you would never, it's really hard to compare. But, like, for me, like, you know, people go, if Ali and Tyson could fight. In all honesty, if Ali and Tyson uh, had a fight in at their peaks, I think Tyson would win in the first round. I really I really do, because I think that boxing from Ali's time to Tyson's time evolved so much. And while they don't have the characters anymore that they used to, because it's you know because there's so many other sports that have grown above it, I I just think that the overall average quality of just about any sport has gone up significantly, and it's it's just very hard to debate against that. You know, people can go, oh well, you know, this guy could do this and this, but like, who's he facing? Like, really? Like, you know, you'd be like, oh, but he faced Sugar Ray. It's like, well, but how how good would Sugar Ray do? And against you know some uh, you know somebody in today's climate and i just don't know if that really hold that kind of argument holds up if you put uh a, you know an old tennis if you put john McEnroe in the men's tennis division now him in his peak i don't he'd probably be what he'd probably rank around where he thinks that Will, uh, serena williams would rank probably around 700 like it so you know the fact that and something that also that a lot of sports fans in general will do is They'll age their, you know, they age this, um, the like the sporting heroes like wine. You know, the the further it gets away from it, the better they get in the eyes of the public. So you know, um, right now you say like, uh, I'll say like Wayne Wayne Carey when he first retired was considered a fantastic player, like you know one of the one of the best players in a while, and you know, ten years later before all the shit stuff happened with him, he was considered the best ever. And, you know, now, like, you know, now it's person to person because of the stuff that he's done. But it just seems like the way, that's the way people think of things. Like, you know, the older it gets, like, the fonder, the heart grows fonder kind of thing. And that's how people kind of operate. Um, you know, in terms of what Connor's going to do next, I just think that the big fight that he could do right now is... um. Uh, you could do the Malinaji fight if you want to stay with boxing. I know Dana White's come out and said he doesn't want him to do boxing anymore. He wants to come back and, and do UFC. Connor said he wants to kick somebody, which means probably he wants to do UFC again. The only fight that he could do right now that would be worth his while is Nate Diaz, and he would break records doing it. He'd break UFC records. Yeah, I, I wish the pay-per-view buy rates had come out for this fight already. It's just um, it's a little bit disappointing because... Yeah, you know, you, I I'd assume usually they'd come out, but I guess because of all this, all the stuff of people saying, uh, like you know, people saying they never got the stream or blackouts and all these refunds, it's gonna be hard to get an exact number ever now. That's unfortunate. But yeah, um, the Nate Diaz fight would draw, draw a lot. Um, Malinaji would be a big one if you want if you want to stay with boxing. But other than that, if I was if I was Conor McGregor right now, I would just retire. Why would you know, with all this stuff going on with concussions and everything that's happening, right? Why wouldn't you? You've got to, you'll never have to work again. Your kids will never have to work again. It's just like you're setting yourself up. Maybe one more fight will set you up for the next generation again. It's, it just kind of, it makes me think that like how much money is enough. And I know a lot of people, people would be going, it's not about the money and all that, but 
it's about the well-being of the person. It's not like he's um he's not a businessman or anything like that. He's not he's not in the sport. He's not like a uh, a golfer where it's very difficult to get hurt. Do you like you know get an actual um, like get a concussion or anything like that? But this is stuff that in the long run he could be in he could be standing in twenty five years just out of his mind because his brain's been knocked around so much. So it's like when do you when does it uh, come back around and when do you kind of just have to go, okay, I'm going to call it quits now before it gets too much. Yeah, I do think he will fight again. I don't think that, I just think that that's the way Connor is. He's just somebody, he, uh, I don't think he could, um, he'd get too bored in all honesty. He's just somebody who wants to, he wants to chase goal after goal after goal and smash through every kind of window he can. Um, yeah, it's, but I, like, I don't know how many more fights he should have, but you know, it'd be interesting to see how many he will have. In terms of what um has happened out of the, kind of coming out of the, uh, with the two sports, I don't know if USC is going to gain as much um, new fans as what I expected it to, just because Connor never really got a few great shots in. Uh, you know, he got one good, he got one great one, that's about it. But like, he didn't get too much really on him. Um. If you were just to hear, see the highlights, it would just be a Mayweather show, basically. Um, you know, boxing, boxing will go down again. Unfortunately, like they've got the they've got a big fight coming up, but it just seems like you know I want I'd love to see how much the next boxing pay per view will draw because it's supposed to be a big fight. So um, that'd be that be a good way. I think boxing's just kind of maybe they've just kind of they have spikes, I guess, with their big fights. You know, they have massive spikes of, you know, the Pacquiao, Pacquiao Mayweather, and then they just go back down, and it's just kind of their standard kind of 500k kind of buy rate-ish, and that a lot of the time it is lower than that, so it's not like, it's not like I'm uh, under underselling it, I'm actually overselling it. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see with the next, like, UFC, if they have any kind of peak or spike, or even a dip, like maybe people, um, are, you know, they're so used to seeing somebody with actual, like, uh, charisma like Connor that seeing all these guys that literally can't talk on the mic or are just boring as fuck on the mic uh, that it might just turn away and be like eh, well you know I want to I want to see the big money fights I want to see the, you know I want to see the stuff that they can actually trash talk themselves with so yeah like there's um yeah there's a lot to uh a lot to look forward to in those kind of in those two camps um I you know, both guys really at the end of it as I said before both guys win out of this scenario there's no way in hell that you could say that, you know, I don't think anyone was embarrassed. I don't think Connor was embarrassed like a lot of people do say. A lot of people say that Connor, um, that Floyd could have ended it at any stage, which I don't think so. I think he needed those first few rounds just to kind of see him out and see kind of how his style was. And like, you know, and I'm not like, he was never in trouble in my eyes. It was never a shot, even with that uppercut. It never looked like it affected him. So it never looked like he was going to lose. Um, you know, he, he found a way to maximize the profits with... At the end of it, uh, minimal kind of minimal risk of losing, and you know, like you could see some of his highlights for when he was younger. He's just an absolute beast, and he's a lot more he's a lot slower now because he's obviously forty years of age. But you know, you can't um, you can't unlearn that kind of stuff. He's just it's built into him now, like it's in his blood, and it's you know, it's really um, it was just it was pretty cool to see uh, the master kind of you know take the apprentice to absolute school and just show him exactly how to do what he needs to do. Uh, it's going, you know, people coming out saying that, uh, you know, Connor, you know, should, uh, would have won. And there's a lot of USC fans coming out saying that, oh, Connor would win. And he, you know, bring, bring forward to the cage. You know, Connor's like, that's never going to happen. Let's be honest. Like that would never happen anyway. Even if Connor won this fight, 
that would never go to the cage. Like Floyd knows his limitations. I know the reason why he says all that stuff is, yeah, it's just marketing. It's promotion. It just, it builds up to the fight. That's why Connor comes out and says, I'll knock him out inside four rounds. I'm sure he believes it, but the only reason he's saying it is because he wants more people to tune into the fight. He wants to make more money. And that's, that's just a, that's just a marketing brain. And that's just how people, that's how smart people who can push the boundaries and can transcend from, you know, one sport to the other to just the general news stations. Like, it was one of the top stories in our country and the, and the news. So like, that shows kind of how, how far that kind of boundary, how that, how far that pushed. So like it was, um, you know, it's a win for everybody at the end of it. Uh, Floyd was clearly the better boxer. He was never going to get outboxed, but that, uh, that punches chance that Connor had kind of, I think just got, um, it got significantly smaller once that first round ended. And by the third round, it was, it was a literal case of when's it, when's it going to happen? And I was very, very happy at one stage because I thought my eighth round TKO was going to happen. It just seemed like he was losing it. Absolutely. McGregor was like, had no stamina. And unfortunately, if I, you know, that last minute and a half in the eighth round or the ninth round, sorry, um, you know, when it passed that 25 minute mark, I was like, I wonder how long after that it's going to finish. It'd be interesting if it happened straight away just to kind of um, amplify the fact that, you know, over 25 minutes, Connor can't go. And, you know, that's going to carry over into his UFC. I think a lot of fighters going against Connor now will just go, well, if I can get him to the fourth or fifth round, I really think I have a chance here because this guy gasses a lot. And he's going to gas a lot more um, in the UFC than boxing. You know, if, if he could have his time again, Connor should just throw, you know, if he threw the amount of punches he did in the first round over the first three rounds, he probably one. He probably would have taken out the. He would have taken out those three rounds, and two, he would have. He wouldn't have been absolutely spent. He wouldn't have been exhausted at that stage. You know, it was bad management from either McGregor or the McGregor camp. Um, you know, he showed good signs. He worked the angles. He had a lot of things going in that could have worked for him, but it just didn't execute as well as what he hoped for. Um, may have played the smart strategy. Um, you know, he put on a show at the end of it, and that's something that a lot of people thought he wouldn't. Uh, it was really cool to see the fans get really into it. Uh, even, you know, by the end of the fight at where I was, there were people literally going for Mayweather all of a sudden. I thought that was really funny. And, um, yeah, I think that, as I said before, this is a case of the absolute master of the game uh, just showing everybody why uh, boxing is such a small fraction of what the UFC is. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Close to the Sun. I am Nick Brown, Franny Brown from Franny Brown Town. I am Lee from World Culture. I am the 14th Reason. I am El Diablo, El Dorado, El Dorito. And we are here uh, every Wednesday, maybe even every second Wednesday. Hopefully I can get a guest on. We'll see how that goes. Thank you very much for listening. Um, tell me what you think. Leave comments, whatever you need to do. Thank you very much. <laughs>